I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is gonna feel real good, alright? Most dope. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio my name is bill Matz, and i am your director of fun and games for the evening the season's over guys 82 up 82 down no postseason we figured that out last week that they are eliminated they played out the string this week let's be realistic we figured that out like a month ago well yeah i didn't ah. think they were a playoff team from you know as soon as the streak ended but you know that's just what they looked like for a lot of the year but it was uh it was an interesting season to say the least we had a lot of material uh to fill this show and guy we're not going anywhere uh steph wants to take a week off but like i got nothing to do so maybe we will maybe we won't what <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Didn't you talk about like taking a week off or something? You're like, ah, maybe we won't do a show. Yeah, but will. like, it's not because I want to. Oh. I don't know. All right. I. It was just a suggestion. Jesus. Anyway, we're not going anywhere for the off season. Uh, this is the beginning of our uh, of our off season shows. Basically, it's a Flyers off season, but we have the NHL playoffs. We're gonna get to all that because. How much friggin' Flyers talk can you really take after that after that season? Uh, let me introduce you. To my panel this evening, first and foremost, you've already heard her voice. My broadcast partner in crime, Steph Licious D, Steph Driver. Bill, I am sick to death of this team. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I, I hate them. <laughs> or rather, I hate that I love them. So, what I want to talk about is the Broad Street Hockey Radio playoff bracket. Oh! Which everyone could join if NHL.com is working again, which it was not for the majority of the day. I saw a lot of people had problems. We Well, it broke immediately after I, I tweeted out that we had a bracket, so... So, that's how popular our show has exactly. become, that we single-handedly shut down NHL.com. We did that. My so... Baby, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so check it out, and I'll probably win that because I've been doing a lot of winning these days. Ooh. Mm. The man with the observations, Charlie O'Connor. Are you going to let Kelly talk? I wasn't going to say anything good. Charlie, you say stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to cut you off after you said you've done a lot of winning. You're you're winning so (laughs) much. Your winning days are over. You're winning so much you're sick of winning is what you're telling me? Me? We're really going to go that route. (laughs) Why would I be... What? Steph's not even listening. No. (laughs) Charlie O'Connor. So the point I want to make here is... One of the, I think one of the underrated stories that will probably pop up after the playoffs get done is the status of John Tavares, who has another year left on his contract. 
But there have been rumors that if he does not show interest in re-upping once the the league season turns and they can officially tr- you know, try to re-sign him, um, that they that the Islanders will look to trade him because they will be afraid they will not get him back. Um, Lawton Hag in a fourth. There we go. Well, as I said during the game, now Hag, after having a very good game, is no longer the guy who we throw in every trade proposal. Now it's going to be Mark Friedman. But the, the point the point I want to make is this. John Tavares should be desperate to get the hell away from the Islanders. That franchise is an absolute mess. They don't have an arena to play in. Their ownership's a mess. Garth Snow Garth is doing Snow stupid things. Garth Snow is still somehow their GM. If that I, shit's unbelievable. If I was John Tavares, like, and I'm not just saying this because, like, I don't want Tavares in the Metro anymore. Like, I don't because he's awesome. But I'm saying this purely from, like, a rational decision-making process for Tavares. Like, he needs to get the hell out of there and go to a team that actually may have a chance at winning. And if he ends up re-upping with the Islanders, I will concede that star forwards just never leave the team they get drafted. Like, true star players, like legitimate, like borderline superstar one sees, they just never leave the team that drafted them because they're just convinced that, well, I, I got to be the one that turns this team around. Like, if there's ever been a situation where a star player should get the hell out of Dodge, it's this one. And if Tavares stays, then I'm just going to – every time we hear the next Stamkos rumor that like, oh, well, you know, he might leave. Like, nope. No, it's not happening. <laughs> because if, nope. Tavares, if Tavares won't leave, they're nev- no one's ever going to leave. I just never expected Stamkos to leave. But, yeah, if, Tavara, if Tavares doesn't leave, it's, it, that's a joke because I would rather play for any organization in the league except maybe the Ottawa Senators than the New York Islanders. <laughs> And even then, you'd have Eric Carlson. I bet he's a lot of fun to hang around with, so I'd probably rather play there. Uh, Last but not least, Kelly Hinkle. So, not to take it back to the Flyers, which are... We hate them. Like, no one wants to talk about. But (laughs) there's been this reoccurring theme this season of people saying the phrase, it's not the coach, it's the players. We've talked a lot about the coach, but... For some reason, and even today it popped up in one of Panache's articles, the idea that the core group of this Flyers team has burned through three coaches, and somehow that means that they're the problem and nothing else, which I find a bit problematic to kind of put three players at the center of what has been an organizational mess for the last five or six years that we're just starting to get out of, and it really bothers me. The fact that it's... I believe it to be the players and not necessarily the coach. However, the coach hasn't really helped anything uh, this year especially, and going back to Barubi, but I don't blame the core players. No, the peripheral it's everyone players else. are the it's the, it's Yeah, the, you haven't given them a team. Like Of the 18 skaters, it's 12 of them. <clears throat> not like, you know, the, the guys who are actually... Like, yes, Drew Voracek, disappointing seasons. Still top two in points on the team. Yeah. It's the other guys. And I think it's best exemplified by uh, their home and road records when they're on the road and... Opposing coaches can match up against their top producers. They just lose. They just lose every game on the road, basically, because if Claude Giroux isn't the best player on the ice that night, they're screwed. I just think the idea, to go back to to what Kelly was saying, I just think the idea that the core is the reason why coaches left is just such a – like. It's just such a limited way to look at things because you can go back through and you can understand exactly why these coaches didn't work out. Like 
Peter Laviolette's a fantastic coach, and Nashville is one of the teams I'm rooting for in this postseason. But the reason why he got let go was because he has a great system. He has great tactics, but he will continue to preach those tactics even when he does not have a team that can run them. Yeah, even and, when and, Pavel Kabina, yeah. who moves slower than the earth rotating, is yeah. trying to get around. And, 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 and like what happened there was not like, Laviolette did not get fired because he's a bad coach. Laviolette got fired because Laviolette would not change his system to match the fact that his defense could not skate. So, like, you could have kept Laviolette, and they would have just been really bad forever. Then Barubi just probably isn't an NHL head coach. Like, he got brought in because Laviolette flamed out in the beginning of that season, had a decent first year, and then the second year was a mess, and he's probably a very good assistant coach who can't be an NHL head coach. And Haxtell, okay, we're still kind of up in the air with what he is, but as Kelly's pointed out, like, it's possible that he's just not an NHL head coach. I'm not ready to give up on him yet, but, like, do, I we, am. do we have yeah. do we have to blame this on the core, or can we look at each individual coach and say, okay, Lavioletta was probably that his system didn't work with the personnel he had. Ruby's just not a head coach, and Haxtell is Haxtell. Like, wh- why does it have to be the core did it? Why can't it just be the coaches were not that good? Because the goalie's leaving, so we can't blame it on him. <laughs> it's just point. like a super lazy <laughs> yes. narrative. Yes. It's like a lazy. I'm unwilling to put any kind of thought into my theories about why this team is bad so let's just go with the easiest thing that we could possibly right and it's also incredibly narrow-minded like uh, yes the players are elite players there are only so many of them but it's also more likely that you found a string of head coaches that don't work for the team than it is that you're firing good coaches like that just is not what's happening yeah it's just nonsense and when i saw it pop up today i was like all right enough of this just enough. I'm done now. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it drives it drives me batshit. And I am am definitely, and I also don't want to talk about Hackstall for a second after this show until next season. <laughs> um, I make no promise. <laughs> but you know, I I want consistency for these players, especially the ones that have been through three coaching changes in the past few years, or, or two, I guess, two. but three head coaches, like. I really want consistency for them, but what I want more is a leader that they can follow and someone that they can trust. And if that's not this guy, then you need to get rid of him too. I want to talk about uh, one of my favorite things in the world now, and it's the subject of trading Claude Giroux. Yeah, that was a thing last night, wasn't it? Uh, Marcus mm-hmm. Hayes, I think, put out the column today. It's time to trade Claude Giroux or some shit. Before that, like before this weekend, fucking Tim Panaccio asks. Claude Giroux, if he's going to get traded. Unbelievable. He also asked Dave Hackstall last night if he thought Jordan Wheel was invested in the Flyers. Okay, that that was just a really, really poorly worded question. Like I knew, what, I, I knew what he was trying to get at. I which, had no idea. So what? He, and neither did the coach. What he was trying to get at was the opposite. Was because of how well Jordan Wheel has played. Do you believe that the Flyers should invest in him? Yeah. But he worded it so badly. And when you have 82 games, including the three periods of hockey plus overtime and shootout, to think of that question that he had last night, you'd think he could put it out in a way that was decipherable to human beings. No, no, uh, no, no comment. <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlie. I know I know you can't talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, will, I want to talk about trading Claude Giroux. Uh, I was on the Claude Giroux, the trading Giroux bandwagon like two years ago, a year and a half ago. It was a good idea to see if you could get value for him then you can't and won't now 
and you're better off overpaying a 60-point player than uh, just getting rid of him because you're going to need someone to do what he does. The idea that you can go out and find a number one center who can man your top power play and be the captain of the team and do all the things that Claude Giroux does, even if he's not a point-of-game player anymore, chances of finding that guy are low. You're going to need a number one center by committee sort of thing, like a, a one and one a and it's going to have to be him because there's really no other way to do it unless you go out and spend $100 million in free agency, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. And again, what we just said, number one centers don't hit free agency. Yeah. The real ones. Like, yeah, you'll get like once in a while you get like a Stasny who's like sort of a number one center, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's, it's tough to do. And I... I to be a team that trades for Claude Giroux, to give up assets for a guy who makes $8.275 million, I think, for the next four seasons, it, like, how much cap room do you need to bring him on? What kind of situation? Like, there may be two teams out there interested. Uh, and he's got a new movement clause. Yeah, so that, if he doesn't want to go to one of those two teams, it ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. No, no. There's literally no way to make it work. No, it... The way I look at it with the whole trading Giroux thing is this. I think a lot of people have inflated expectations as to what they could get for Claude Giroux. Yeah. If you're if you've made the decision that you're trading Claude Giroux, and to be to be totally honest with you, like there is justification for doing it. There's statistical justification. If you look at the numbers, like they are trending down. And he is in decline, and, and, and that's not good. But if you've made the decision you're trading Claude Giroux, you are trading him for one reason and one reason only. You are trading him because you think that the floor is going to fall out from under this guy in the next two to three years, and you want to get the hell out of that contract now before it gets really ugly. Because you're not trading him to replenish the farm or to get assets, because you're not going to get you're not that gonna, much. You're not going to get. You're not going to get what you got for Richards or Carter. No, for no, you're not. You're you're trading him because you're trying to avoid what you think is going to be a disaster. You're, you're so excited to say. So if so if you don't think that it's going to be a disaster, the rest of the contract for Claude Giroux, you keep him because what other choice do you have? I, I think that I need to retire, like, right now, because you making that statement, like, my work here is done. <laughs> well, if, listen. Step fixed, Bill. Like, this, that, this is if it. He this, is, is, this is three years in the making. I'm, I'm done here. If he evens out as a 60-point player, which I happen to believe he can do, then, yeah, it's worth just overpaying him to have him because he's the captain of the team. He's, he's really good in the face-off circle. He does a lot of things that are just... Uh, above producing points on the ice. Now, if he becomes a 45-point player, you're absolutely screwed. You're never going to win, and you won't be able to get rid of him because he makes over $8 million a year. But if you believe he can even out at a 60-point, you know, like if, if that's who he is, well, you have to keep him then. There, there's, no, there's no other option. I, I, someone needs to pay me a lot of money because I've, I just solved Philadelphia sports. <laughs> So uh, I don't want to spend too much more time on the Flyers, honestly. I want to get there's some intriguing playoff matchups. There's just some other stuff we have to get to, but 
I want to look ahead because that's what this season was all about. Because last year, honestly, an anomaly, they made the playoffs. They're a fringe playoff team. They get in, they don't. Eh. This year, they were a couple points out. I want to look ahead to what we think they're going to be, and specifically next year, because I think now you have Provorov, your number one defenseman, in his second season. You have Gostaspair in his third. You know what Shen is. You know what Couturier is. Now it now it's kind of full steam ahead, mm-hmm. and uh, I just I, I'm uh, just looking to discuss what you think this team is going to look like when it breaks camp in September or October or whenever the hell the season usually starts. <clears throat> Um, well, before, before I go there, okay. um, we, we got to see a couple babies this week, which just, it was the only thing that I could get excited about, sure. about hockey at all. Um, so we got to see Sam Moran, who didn't fight, which was a heartbreaker for me. He did not kill any devils, but he looked like he wanted to. So yeah, like, I, think, that's, I think he had murder in his heart. And, which he, is and he looked like that's, a, that's good enough for me. For, <laughs> for more his, than anything, he looked capable of murder. <laughs> he did. and that's what's most important. That's important. And you need to have potential in this league, right? And like, when you look deep into OJ's eyes, he's got murder in there. <laughs> wow, we went All right. there. All right, so. My, my sweet angel baby Sam Moran is not OJ Simpson. <laughs> not all the way. Not, not. He's not full OJ. Um, oh my God. But he looks really good. Is all the point that I'm trying to make. He looks really good. Uh, people, I know people have been down on him for a couple years, especially since there were reports that he's going to take a little bit longer and he's behind. And I don't, I didn't really ever believe that behind schedule. I, I He's just, he's a big dude. He's got to learn how to play hockey and not just rely on his size because that's not going to cut it in the I, NHL. I use the Chara example all the time because in 1997-98, uh, in I had Phantom season tickets. And Zdeno Chara played for the Kentucky Thoroughblades. And he was just a big goof out there. And if you would have told me then that he would grow up, grow into like be a dominant NHL defenseman for like a decade I would never have believed it and it was just learning the speed at that size and like that's just what happens a guy that size uh, it it takes a little longer to adjust and I look at a guy like Duncan Keith who spent two two full seasons in the AHL and I'm like you know Sam Rand takes two years that's not a terrible thing no it's not bad and I think he looked he didn't look out of place I think that he no. definitely is NHL ready um and then we got to see Robert Hake this weekend, and he's another one that we haven't really been sure what we're going to get out of him. There are reports that he was NHL ready, but there were also a lot of reports last year about how he just was not transitioning well, and it was a rough sophomore season for him. And um, it, the term lazy wasn't exactly used, but it was implied. Um, and he came up well, you know and... You that goes with your opinions. Well, he... <laughs> Came up and holy hot damn! I need Robert Haig on the team. He had like, five shots. Like I didn't. Though, I didn't expect nearly as much uh, enthusiasm in joining the rush as he that's, had. Like I saw that and, and that that was it for me. Like I he blocked the shot. Play went the other way, and he ended up getting the shot on net. Yeah, like, it was. I I both of them. I need them in the NHL. Like I I love Travis Sanheim and to an extreme, but. If it's Sam Moran and Robert Haig next year, I'm not that upset. So, much like Steph, <clears throat> these last two games, if nothing else, have gotten me excited about the kids. And I've spent all year convincing myself that we are not the Maple Leafs and we can't just bring up all of our rookies and throw them in and it's going to be grand and fun and wonderful. However, 
these last two games have kind of made me think that maybe I was onto something. Let's just throw all these kids in. Babies. It was fun. All of them. Throw them all in. They're all ready. Throw them in. Well, the problem is there's no room. We can like that's can, like, but, but there's gonna be that's the kind of not in the forwards. I well, mean, well, for, I, I, can't I'm we ask, talking about the defensemen for defensemen? Sure, there's yeah, gonna the be two spots. Yeah, there's yes. gonna be two spots available at least. Well, at least two. But Dean Lombardi is jobless, and maybe we can ask him how to get out of contracts. He knows things. <laughs> I've I've never heard a stronger truth ever before <laughs> in my life. Maybe maybe we need to hire him as a consultant. <laughs> the thing that. And this is just purely like a visceral reaction to watching Moran and and, and Haig play. And they both, I think, they both look very good. Uh, they both, they both look very good in the areas that they need to look very good in, which is important. Like I'm not expecting Sam Moran to engineer breakouts. I'm expecting Sam Moran to deny tons of zone entries. I'm expecting Sam Moran to clear the front of the net. I'm expecting Sam Moran to win puck battles. That's what I'm expecting Sam Moran to do, and that's exactly what he did in the and game. And that's exactly what they've lacked Yeah, this yeah. the mm-hmm. last two, three years. Yeah. My God, front of net defense is ugly. It's my least favorite aspect of this team, I think, more than anything. The net front defense is so bad. It's not good. But the visceral reaction that I had and the frustrating thing for me watching these two guys play is like, Jesus Christ. They're better than McDonald's. They're better than McDonald's. Yes! Like, like, All like, season! Like first could have been game, and you're like, these guys are head and shoulders better than Andrew McDonald, who was on the first period. Which is great to hear, because he's a top three defenseman. <laughs> Reliable so got, three zones. They've got like nine top three defensemen, is yep. what you're telling me. Yes. Bring us all the Norris trophies. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to ask you about Moran, because I had a different reaction to what people were saying about the respect the speed thing that they were talking about. So this was something I commented on Twitter about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I believe it was Morganti who said after the game that like Moran's going to learn how to respect the speed, and I I get what he's saying, but oh. but my concern there is like whenever I hear like well a defenseman has to respect the speed on the rush, the first thing I think I think of is so you're basically telling him to play like Andrew McDonald and give up mm-hmm. a ton of space. Like no, I want a guy like can- Sam Moran who can skate well, who is six foot seven, and has a you know can. Has the speed to challenge guys and the recovery ability yeah. to make up for the fact that he recovery? Gets I, I, I want can, him to attack. Can we just back up and and explain what this learn to respect the speed part is? Because I talk to you guys every day, and it took me a minute to figure out what the fuck you were talking about. Yeah. So 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 basically, the point that Morganti was making was that when opposing forwards are coming at Moran on the rush, that Moran has to respect their speed and maybe not be as aggressive in challenging them as they try to get the puck into the zone because everybody's so much faster in the NHL, you can't just break up every entry. And while that is true, like you can't there are time there there are times where you're not going to be able to just attack Connor McDavid as he's blasting into the zone. But more often than not, I want my defenseman to be trying to force the, the opposing forward to dump the puck in rather than carry it in with control, mm. which is what guys like Andrew McDonald and Nick Schultz do on a daily basis because they either don't have the physical ability to feel comfortable in challenging them or they've just been taught to keep a guy to the outside. I want Sam Moran to be breaking up entries every game because that's how he's going to be good because he's not the greatest puck mover in the world. So the way he's going to be successful is by not spending as much time in the defensive zone as you know, as other defensemen yeah. might. I full because I understood what you were saying when you were talking about the respect to speed thing. 
when he said it, they played one specific highlight, and it was a little lower in the zone, and his angle just wasn't right, and he was a little flat-footed, and it was just like, no, man, at this level, it's not just because you can reach yeah, you know, six feet. You have to keep your legs moving. Your angles have to be right, because defense is borderline impossible in this league. Yeah. It's illegal to play without your skates moving, and I thought that's... but like. On entries and stuff like that, I never, ever want him to respect anyone's speed. I want him to get on top yeah, of them and try up. to push them through the boards. It's like, dude, you're six foot seven. Like, yeah. Even just like wave your stick at them and they're going to be yeah. scared. Yeah. <laughs> push them right just... through the boards, big man. I don't care if they burn you. Just... Wave your stick at them. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like we keep trying, like, the media and also our coaching staff keeps trying to, like, lowest common denominator all of these kids. Like, could we stop trying to coach the creativity out of these kids? Let them fuck up. Let them make oh, mistakes. Oh, no, no, no. They can't do that. No. But because the no mistakes that they're making. No freedom. I know. I, well, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, it's just like the mistakes that they're making, they're not going to make once their bodies catch up to their minds. So let them make them now. And then in three years, we're going to have a guy that just crushes people at the blue line because he's gotten used to how fast it is. I'm I'm 100 percent. No, I, 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 I agree with you. Um, another thing That's that I nice. wanted to say about Robert Haig is is what we've been hearing about him, and and it wasn't. I don't remember exactly what the words were, but it was essentially that he's lazy or he's unmotivated or he's not that aggressive. Daisical. Okay, he wasn't intense. Was uh, yeah, you heard that a lot. Didn't have the compete level. Can which he are spell great. intense though? <laughs> <laughs> like the fire at the circus, intense. It's a callback. So it, it's lackadaisical. <laughs> Not there's no extra s in there. That's one thing that drives me absolutely batshit. Lack, by the way, lackadaisical. Yeah, he said lackadaisical, oh. and it's not that. Oh, William. and that I, I, it, it drives me batshit. But anyway, keep going. Um, so anyway, <laughs> it's an hour show. Let's go. <laughs> um, I don't think that that's so. What I saw out there is just a, a player that has confidence and a player with poise. I don't. I don't think. I think that that's probably just been misconstrued, and. That's really all I had to say. Like I, I, like I think that what you're seeing is poise and someone who's comfortable and someone who does play a simple game, but does little things really well. And you're not watching him expel mental energy to join the rush. Like he's just not doing it. He's just doing it naturally. I mean, I want like there's always some kind of bias in these reports of guys like Robert Haig, and I wonder, like, seeing what Kimo Tiemann turned into, like, why it took him eight years to get to the NHL from the time he was drafted or whatever it was, like, you know, if Robert Haig's name was Jeff Carter, I wonder if it was like, oh, no, he's just, he's a professional, he's, like, you know, and, but That's he's, fair, yeah, there, he's there, European, there is a, there so is like, a bias Oh, he's there. a little, yeah. uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure about his intensity, yeah. like, that's you're, just you're it, not you're not wrong. It comes along with it. You hear it enough with a certain type of player, with a certain nationality of player, and you're like, oh, this stuff just kind of perpetuates. Well, itself. he's not Russian. <laughs> I, I feel like I mean, Swede, Swedes are maybe not as like they don't get that kind of reputation as much because there have been so many like really really good Swedish players in the NHL. But I do agree that there, there it's 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 mostly. A Canadian thing, like there's just the yeah. belief from in from people in Canada that like only Canada players from Canada can truly understand what it's like to be a great hockey player because like it's our game and we just have a monopoly on it. So there is that. It, it's just kind of parochial in that sense. What I will say about Hag though is that you can see why those reports happen because you watch him skate and he doesn't have an, he doesn't have a high effort stride. I don't think this is a bad thing. 
but like he doesn't look like a gossip bear where like he's you know he looks he when he's going fast he looks like he's going fast when Hag is going fast he just kind of looks like he's 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 gliding a little bit and mm-hmm. like Jeff Carter looked like he glided and a lot of people hated him for it he was also probably yeah. the best skater on the team he'd, yeah he'd get down the ice in four strides and be like, he's not even moving his feet it's like, <laughs> he's that's already the, where he's that's going that's the point because he's that fast <laughs> yeah. and, like Hague is not a Jeff Carter no no but he does look he doesn't look like he's giving a lot of effort on the ice but I don't think that's a bad thing I don't I think it's just it's just a stylistic it's an aesthetic thing I do believe that there, over time, there are going to be some fans that will get annoyed by that because my which I love even more. Well, yeah, I'm going to get his jersey. But my suspicion is that is this is that like he had a great first game. Really, really liked what I saw. I especially liked the fact that he jumped into the rush, which is not something I was expecting from him. As he jumped into the rush as much as he as much as he did. But my guess is is that when he makes mistakes. Because even when he's doing well, he looks like he's not giving it his effort, that his mistakes look really bad. Mm-hmm. Because they look like he just lazily gave the puck away. Because when he's doing well, he looks like he's lazily skating up ice and scoring a goal. So like his mistakes will look really bad to some people because they're going to look like it's because he wasn't giving effort. When really, that's just the way he plays. So mm-hmm. I'm prepared for that if he ends up being an NHL regular. And, like, who knows? He had a good first game. There's tons of guys who had good first games. I'm hopeful because he showed me that he showed me that he can do what I was hoping he could do. And he showed me that he can do that at the NHL level. But it's still a long way. I mean, there's no guarantee he even makes the team out of camp because not only is he going to be competing with Moran, who also got a game, he's also going to be competing with Sanheim Myers, both of whom are probably more talented than him. So it's still a long road for Robert Haig, but I, I absolutely loved what I saw in that game. And I'm not concerned that the stylistic aspects of his game are going to hurt him in the NHL. I think he, if he doesn't succeed in the NHL, it's because he just wasn't good enough. It's not because he wasn't trying hard enough. <laughs> that should have... That- that should have come with a warning, Charlie, that you're not looking at this through orange-tinted glasses. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, I want to just talk about the forwards real quick because we yeah, have... let's do like, that. There's... There's a lot of them. There's, like, one, 75. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... 75. Ten to eleven guys who are absolutely guaranteed a spot <laughs> with with uh, with Vecchioni coming in, uh, so he'd be the eleventh. But there's ten guys who are guaranteed a spot, and... A whole lot of question marks on the other guys, specifically Cousins, Reed, Raffle, Lawton, Lear. You mm. have X-Factors like Limblom. They signed Vecchioni. What do we think this is oh, going to look like? Oh, that's the one that really pissed me off. This, that's the one I couldn't think of. What do we think this is going to look like next year? Well, I was I was complaining to Charlie in the car on the way here while I was making him listen to Mbop and <laughs> other... Good times. And other oh, various God. music. Um I said that I was pissed off about the Philpola trade, the trade that brought him here because there's too many forwards already, but it's Vecchioni that really pissed me off. Like, there's there's already too many of you people in the bottom six. But none of them are any good. They're all good. They're all, they're all I would say... Fourth liners. I, I would say the Flyers have about eight or nine guys in the organization that are above average bottom sixers. The problem is, is that, like... you. 
they're above average bottom sixers. Like you don't want them playing up the lineup. And if you're going to have nine guys in your lineup that are above average bottom sixers, that in turn means that three of them are playing in the top six. And yeah, I want And that's bad. I want a middle six of like what we had at this point. You know, like right now. Like I love uh, the idea of Shen Couturier and Weiss. We'll fill. Wow, wait, did you just did he said. Did you just say Weiss in a positive way, around. and he also said the right. Yeah, he said he it the right way. What's, hap- what's happening? I don't What's really happening know. to you, Bill? He turned into exactly who he was supposed to be. He finished the year with eight goals. His career high is 14. He, that's exactly who he was supposed to be this year. I thought he was going to score 20. Yeah, well, that was asinine for anyone <laughs> to ever think that. He's, he's He had 10 two years ago, 14 last year, and at 29, he was going to have 20. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. Uh, yeah, but he turned into who he was supposed to be, and if Lindblom joins the team, I'm hoping to see, like, a Weiss move to the fourth line and have, like, that kind of uh, that kind of flexibility there, but... Uh, I mean, there's no... Is, is there room for Lindblom? I don't even... Yeah! There's, wh- where? I think at least two of Cousins, Reed, Raffle, Lawton, and Lear are gone. I think that... I, I think a lot of them will also still be in the AHL. So Lear will stay in the AHL. Lawton, Lawton may. may. Well, I think it all also depends on the expansion draft. So exactly. Lawton, Lawton they're going to lose one of them probably. Mm-hmm. One will, of those five. Lawton Cousins, if they're not taken in the expansion draft, will probably be in the AHL. Reed Roffle, they're NHL players. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's... It's just, you're absolutely right in that there's a logjam, and I don't know how they're going to fill it because it's just it's bizarre to me how poor you know how poor they poor scoring they got from the forwards this year. But then you look at their forwards and you're like, wow, they have a lot of legitimate NHL players, but they're just not good enough as a cohesive whole to be an above average forward core. They had a 600 you- winning percentage after they traded for Philpola. Like once they had three effective centers, they were a decent team. I mean, there's other parts of that, too. It's also the fact that Couturier went on a, a, an amazing run at the end of the year. Weiss became a useful NHL scorer. Shen was back at wing, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Jordan Wheel came up and was really good. Like they, It wasn't just Philpola. Not to say Philpola didn't help, because it, it did allow people to slot into where they should exactly. be. Exactly. Partic- particularly Braden Shen. I'm Shen's. not even just but, saying like Philpola. I'm just saying... Having a competent NHL center in that role with wingers who are pretty good, like, helps the team. My question is just, like, what do you do with these guys? Because <laughs> you have, like... Also my question. Like, okay, well, number one, you talk about the Weiss line. Like, look, I'd rather have Raffle with, with Shannon Couturier than Weiss because I think Raffle's a better player, period. Same. But if you, want, if you want to try Weiss out there to start the year, have at it. Have fun, guys. That they might work. Who knows? But... Regardless of that, like you end up with Cousins, Reed, one of Raffle or Weiss, Lawton, and Lear. You're going to lose one of those five probably to expansion unless your Neuvert dream comes true. Oh, no. Um, I think part of the Neuvert – Neuvert will either get selected or he's going to be traded there after they take somebody else. We're, we're already making caveats because he knows oh, no. it's not going to happen. Oh, no. Yeah, I, will, I will still guarantee that he gets selected in the draft – but it's there are two possibilities. But I will lose the bet if he is not selected in the draft. Okay. Okay. My point is, is that like, like they they they're gonna have to probably just like trade like a cousins or a Reed for like peanuts, right? Yes. Because like they, they, what are you gonna do? Just have them sit in the press box for fifty games? Like maybe, but then Lawton seems ready to be at least a press box guy. 
and then wheel like you would think he's going to be resigned and that's kept, the other issue but, like, is they have to yeah like he's not even a lock because he may not there's a chance he might not come back whether yeah. that's because they don't resign him at all which i think is highly unlikely more likely is that they resign and they don't protect him and then vegas grabs him that to me is a more likely scenario of how they would lose jordan if wheel. they protect belmar <laughs> they will jordan wheel I will punch somebody in the face. No, they won't. I mean, they'll, they'll protect Drew Voracek, Shen Couturier, Philpola. Simmons Philpola. Yeah, Simmons Philpola. And, and then one more guy. One more person. So it'll be Wheel. It has to be. They, they it'll have be Wheel, to resign and protect Ruffle, Wheel. Law, it'll, be, it'll be one of those people that we just mentioned. One, one of the six. You would you would think you uh, yeah it won't, you it would won't, hope it won't be Belmar <laughs> it won't be Belmar he's got the A uh, just before we move on real no, quick who no do you think him. okay game one next season who's the starting netminder Ooh, Michael Neuvert <laughs> I, I you I think you have to go with Neuvert at this point just because like at this point who else who's a better option you know Mace is not going to be Ryan bad. Miller. But but that's the thing. Like now, you're just picking goalies that you think they might go after. Yep. Whereas Neuvert is a guy who you know is under contract. So with the Vegas Gold, with the Vegas Gold, yeah. But <laughs> but my my point is is like if you were gonna bet, he's your best bet because there's no way they're starting Stolars in Game One, and Neuvert's under contract. So if I if I had to bet Neuvert versus the field, I would take the field. But if I had to bet Neuvert Versus more so than any Stoli. one okay. single goalie, I'd take Neuvert because it's just the most likely scenario at this point since he actually has a contract. <laughs> and he did start game one this season. He did. We forget <laughs> about that. Steve Mason. Oh, Steph, that's cute. He'll be in that game one for somebody. Yeah. I, I hope so. Listen, hope so let me too. live in I my bubble. land on his Let's, feet uh, so bad. He'll be fine. God, he He's got a millionaire. fucked here. He's a I millionaire. Know. Don't I let know. in a goal from center ice, and he starts game one this year. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Henrik Lundqvist did that, so. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Win a playoff round in your career, and you can be compared to Henrik Lundqvist. Okay. Uh, NHL he playoffs. He won a cup, so, like, let's. 2017 NHL playoffs. This will be fun. Uh, I want to run through all the series, but I want to know first, bandwagons. I haven't chosen mine yet. What's your problem? I just have a lot of conflicting feelings. Well, let's, let's, go through, good, let's go through each series and talk about the bandwagon potential for each team. Okay. All right. Uh, first series, we have the uh, President's Trophy, Washington Capitals versus uh, Mike Babcock's Toronto Maple Leafs. You mean Kelly Hinkle's Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> well, actually, Steph Driver. Like, shut the fuck up, Leafs. you assholes. I have been on the Maple Leafs bandwagon <laughs> since the beginning of My the season. My bandwagon team Kelly, different. Kelly claimed them like... A week ago, and all of a sudden, Kelly's team. Yeah, but Kelly's been very vocal. It's been longer than a week. How long have I been calling Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews my sons? Months. Yeah, but everyone's yeah, your but I mean, son. Yeah, but I mean, like, you, you call Chickering your son, and that doesn't mean you're, like, on the Coyotes bandwagon. Oh, no, I am. No, but I'm... No, <laughs> no I am. No, Steph, Steph has claimed the Maple Thank Leafs you. bandwagon for the purposes of this show, and I'm giving it to her. And for the purposes of life. What mine is, we can do that, and it's gonna be funny. Oh, boy. So, no... The fuck out of you guys. Oh, God, no, I already, I already, know, I already know what she's gonna pick. <laughs> all right. So, all right, let's look at the bandwagon potential. So, the Capitals, they're close, and they've got. I like the Caps. I like Ovechkin. Uh, I would like to see them make a run finally. And that team is friggin' stacked. Like if they can't yeah. make a run with this team, it's over. They're Donnie. they're super talented. They're super fun. Um, I have one of their T-shirts that I got for free at a game. So like that gives them a couple points for giving me free clothing. Um, <laughs> I, I think that 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 would be a really easy choice if you want the easy choice. I hate. 
I like them, but I hate their jerseys. Uh, DC sports fans, I'm just not down with. They're fake. Uh, Maple Leafs, I like, but the idea that they're the Maple Leafs and not the Maple Leaves really (laughs) bothers me. Uh, It's just, it's incorrect. That's what bothers you? It's incorrect. grammatically incorrect. I actually read something. I know it's some division of the army or some shit. One, Canada doesn't have an army. Two. We do, actually. No, okay, yeah. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Two, like, I don't know. It's their first try. It would be fun, but, like, I feel like you got to earn it, and they haven't yet. They're actually good. I look forward to rooting Mm. for the Maple Leafs in the future, but not yet. The baby leaves are so much fun. They're just they're yeah. they're just so much. I fun think this will be watch. a great series I, of all the East series in the first round. I think this is uh, potentially going to be the most fun I to watch. Be a fun one. I, I, watch Mitch Marner score a goal and watch him celebrate and tell me that you don't feel the joy. Like he's feeling see, the we've joy. We've already had this conversation though. It's not that I dislike the Maple Leafs team. It's that I dislike the Maple Leafs fan. Well, I dislike and everybody. I don't want them so. To be happy. <laughs> Because they're infuriating. But I, I hate Habs fans more. Yeah, because the fair. Habs are the yeah, but, Yankees. Yeah, but like, I, I guess like the, when it comes to the Habs, though, like, I would never consider rooting for the Habs. Yeah. I'm considering rooting for the Maple Leafs, but I just can't get past the fans. The Habs are like, they're not even on the list. I like the Maple Leafs <laughs> gear. Just toss them off the, off the cliff I like Maple Leafs gear. Uh, the blue and oh, white is I cool. I love their jerseys. The new, especially the new, now, well, like, the throwback logo they went to this year, I like. Uh, so, Maple Leafs. A future bandwagon team for me. Not yet, though. No, I'm right there. I'm all on it, and blue is a good color. I am rooting for the Caps. I wouldn't say they're my bandwagon team because they're not the team I'm most rooting for, but they are probably the team I am most rooting for in the East. All right. Penguins. have to at some point because I'm dying to know who you two are going to root for. So at some point, we're going through this. Um, I'm it out there. I had I had something else to say, okay, but now I can't remember. All right. Um, so sorry, this is sorry, oh, sorry. oh oh the Leafs fans. You were talking about the Leafs fans. Like if there's anyone who understands what Flyers fans have been through for yep. the past fifty years, it's fucking Leafs fans. Yeah, but we're funny. We are kindred. They're, They're funny, funny too. Right. We're not funny to other Tension people. We're only funny to each other. Funny. The thing Flyer about Twitter is pretty awesome. a lot. A lot of people hate us. The thing oh, about them. those people well. is that like they're Maple Leafs fans, but then they'll just be like. Well, I'm from Canada. I root for all the Canadian teams, and it's like all of a sudden the Canucks are in are are in the final, and they're like, yeah, but no one rooted for the Canucks when they were they were like the one <laughs> Canadian team that everyone hated. Everyone hated them. That's only they only do they that rioted when, when they lost. Out, I mean, that's one of yeah. the reasons why everyone hated them. <laughs> they knew it was coming. All right, uh, Penguins, Blue Jackets. No. This is an interesting one for me. No, defending jam- champs versus Tortorella's turnaround. That's my issue with the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets would be my team, but. John Tortorella. I, can't, I know. I, can't do it. I know, but then he took off. He took off for the All Star game for his dog. Like, there's, he's got some oh, redeeming He took off qualities. for a vacation. Like, he didn't want to go to the All Star game. I bet he doesn't even have a dog. It's his son's dog. It was his son's dog. Like, there's, there's some redeeming qualities for John Tortorella. Not many. There are no redeeming qualities for the Penguins. Like, both, both these teams are bad. They're, they're just. The Blue Jackets are actually. Get well, the Penguins have a lot of injury the problems. The Penguins have a lot of injuries. There's one thing I'm not like rooting for the Penguins, obviously, because I hate them, but I wouldn't mind seeing a Blackhawks-Penguins final because that, to me, is Yikes. Crosby versus the team. See, I, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would Cros- watch maybe 10 seconds of I would not series. watch it at all. I, I would love to see Crosby versus know. the Dynasty. I think that would be the thing. The Blackhawks. That's the... That's the greatness of this generation. I cannot is Crosby take. and Malkin against the Blackhawks. 
I cannot see, take I, another see, year I'd, of Blackhawks. I'd, I'd much rather see Capitals Blackhawks. If I have to see the Blackhawks, I'd rather have a team that I actually would like to see beat the Blackhawks. Now, who do we like in Penguins uh, BJ's? As Kelly wrote them down, I think the Penguins are going to win. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that. Uh, who I think do we Columbus have winning? Rolled. The Penguins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. I mean, the the Latang injury makes it closer. They have nothing and, and, on the blue and, and I'll probably have Wierenski, even though he's... They have Mark Streit. Yeah. Oh, well, you're talking about the uh, Penguins. The Penguins have oh, nothing oh, yeah. on the blue line. Well, I mean, Dumoulin's good. I, I, I've always liked Brian Dumoulin. Schultz, I, I think you're going to see the return of Jolts now that he's being forced mm-hmm. to move to a, a, a first pair He's role. like plus 30 this year. He's having a great shit. year. But it's just it, it's also partially because like we watched him maybe have his two worst moments of the season against the Flyers. Yeah. Like he had two horrific plays that ended up in goals. The the when Voracek made him look stupid in the stadium series game and then when he when he passed the puck to Belmar on a breakout. <laughs> like that was pure <laughs> Edmonton jolts. And I feel like give him the first pair role again now that he has to take that with um with uh, with Latang out for the year, and we're going to see Jolts make a make a resurgence. Yeah. So bandwagon potential for these teams minimum. Yeah, I mean, low. like yeah, very for low. the Blue Jackets, for Flyers fans. for for Flyers fans, if you want to root for the Blue Jackets because it's a young team and that Bob, are Bob Scott and Hartnell, right? So like, I, I guess Flyers Sam Gagne. Oh, and Gagne. There, there's a handful. Like that's really good. Those are good points. A lot of former Flyers on that team. They're young. They weren't supposed to be good, and then they were. I get it, but they're really annoying. I like Wierenski and Jones. I hate their coach. The Penguins, there's there, absolutely nothing redeemable about them. Don't I just appre- them I, I don't want the Penguins to win, and I would obviously be rooting for the Blackhawks in this scenario. I just want to see greatness, Ew. and I think Crosby and Malkin versus the dynasty of this generation. That's all the greatness on the same ice. Well, I, feel, I feel like this is one of the reasons why I'm rooting so heavily for the Capitals in the Maple Leaf series is because I don't think the Maple Leafs can beat the Penguins, and I think the Capitals can. And and so much of this playoff run is going to be based on the Penguins not winning another Stanley Cup. For okay. okay. I, I, just, I think that injuries are going to keep them back. I just don't think that they'll so. be able to make a long stretch. I just don't think they'll be able to. We have uh, Canadians Rangers and a nice little uh, Price Lundquist showdown. So, all right. So the Canadians... Are bad. Uh, the Rangers got, are a hundred and two point wild card team. The Habs won their division with a hundred and three points, which would have been five points out of third in the Metro. Just for everyone keeping track of what divisions are actually good. I mean, <laughs> I, the Metro was the Canadians did turn it around though with with Julian, which is not surprising. Yeah, he's, a, very he's good a good coach. I, I I hate both of these teams too. So the Canadians. Used to have PK Subban, and then they do not anymore. Now they've so got the Shane only Weber. thing I liked about them is gone. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> I was really the only like Carey Price. Am I the only He's one? Really I really no, like he Harry. is. He is. He is like nah. No, I do like Carey. I'm anti Carey Price. Well, I like Carey Price. <laughs> He's a bum. Um, Win something. I think this is going to be the closest series in the East. Honestly, I I think I do. I think I believe that yeah, as I guess, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have the Rangers winning in seven. Um, I hate the Rangers a lot. I, I don't have any hatred for the Rangers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Bill. Six. I, I'm. I don't have. A I'm nothing. With the Rangers. The Rangers, Aside, the, the, the no, Rangers are kind of like the Maple Leafs for me. The only thing I don't like about them is the fact that they're their city and their fans. I will tell but you, like I, the team. I like their team. I've recently no, I hate met. Except for Kreider, fuck him. I also worked in Manhattan for a while, and that was. I've recently met this Rangers fan who's dating like one of my friend's uh, sisters, and he's like, "We're like, oh, you're a Rangers fan." He's like North Jersey douche, but uh, <laughs> he he actually wasn't. He looks he, right at me when he says that. <laughs> 
And we we like we were just busting his balls about it. He goes, Yeah, but like I think we can both agree on one thing. Fuck the devils, right? Oh yeah. And we're like, oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. We All just right. become best friends. Yeah, awesome. Okay. So like that's the thing. Like, I hate the devils so much. Like, I just think they're illegitimate because you should either be a Flyers fan or a Rangers fan. And because they ruined the NHL for fifteen <laughs> yeah, years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and because fuck Eric them. Lindros and all that. But uh so like I find them illegitimate, and so if you're from North Jersey or the New York area and you're a Rangers fan, at least it makes sense to me. I still hate them a lot. Yeah, I, I just nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably rooting for the Rangers. In this I'm series, rooting for the Rangers because like, I hate the Canadians. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like I'm not excited. About I it. am going to stand alone on my little hill of liking teams that you guys hate, I guess. I'm rooting for the Habs. <laughs> Whatever you I guys. hate Lundqvist okay. though. I hate Lundqvist and I Price really equally. Like Lundquist. I like Lundqvist. Him and his white gloves. I, hate I, the I, I freaking hate that guy. I like Lundqvist. He's not even that good looking. I mean, he's pretty good looking. He's really he's got good a looking. Huge nose. Blue eyes I mean, make me stupid, and that's he's got him. <laughs> I like Lundqvist. Kevin I actually Price is better looking. I, be he honest. he is good looking, but not yeah. better looking. Um, <laughs> I hate goalies, honestly. I really just hate I goalies. I actually have the Rangers You're winning the cup this year. Fan, right. Do you really? How did that happen? I don't... It was a mistake. Oh, my. I know. I, I'm Your not, I'm not jumping fun. on either of these My bracket is hilarious. No. I, I guess I'm going to take the Rangers in this series because the they're Rangers. probably better. Yeah. Haters. I think, the, I think the, the Canadians are better, but I think it will go six or seven easily. I think... Just because the goalies, mm-hmm. like I just think you know, Blunquist probably steals a couple, then Price probably steals a couple, and you're going back and forth. Yep, it's gonna be a rough one. I Habs think. have home ice, yeah, because they won. Yeah, because yeah, they yeah, won the they won the division. division. Then we get Bruins Senators. Ugh, God, can a... fire this series into the sun. This will end up being like the most fun series. Yeah. There'll be brawls yeah, and like nine goals every game. It's just gonna like, be trash it's hockey. The two it worst will be trash hockey. It's yeah, two teams I have no desire to watch whatsoever. Like zero. Like you know seriously what? zero. Bruins are up there for me. Boston deserves them. another title. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty anti-Boston at this point. I'm Fuck Boston I'm and everything about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Oh God, I hate these teams too. Um. I all right, so let's see. What's redeemable about the Bruins? What could be some some bandwagon potential here? They gave us, cool. Yeah. They gave us a it's third for have. Zach Ronaldo. Yeah. They gave us a third for it Zach did, Ronaldo. That which which we will be using in in June. They yeah. did not draft tri- Travis Connectney so that, that we nice. could. That was, that was nice. very kind of them. They didn't draft Travis three t- Connectney three, three times. times. Yeah. Three times Thanks, guys. so that we could get him. That was nice of them. Um uh, uh, the Senators have Cherry Hill native Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan is not from Cherry Hill. I know he's Robert not. Stevenson is from Cherry Hill. Okay, all right, thank you. And the Senators, the, the the redeeming quality of the Senators, Eric they Carlson. have Eric Carlson. I mean, he Eric is the Carlson. obvious redeeming quality. I don't hate the Senators. <laughs> I, I just hate either. that they're in the playoffs. Yes, they're that's so what they bad, suck. Bad yeah, they're not team. good. Like they're bad. Like. I am. I am not saying the Flyers deserve to be in the playoffs, but the Flyers are better than the Senators. Absolutely, I'm convinced of that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the Senators roster, it's uh, tw- nineteen bums and Eric Carlson. <laughs> yeah. And a guy they missing a, co- a they finger. They have a couple good forwards, but like the Flyers Wait, forwards like are better on the whole. Something about hamburgers. I don't even. Oh see, yeah, they, they had a hamburger a couple years ago. Oh Hammond, no, no, he's Albert Hammond Jr. Yeah, he's around. No, he's he's in the strokes. Because uh, <laughs> now they have Mike Condon. Uh, I'm not rooting for either of these. No, teams. I, have, I have. I wouldn't I mind seeing not, the Bruins no. win, but I'm not rooting for either I of these teams. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch this series. No, me neither. I have I have the Bruins <laughs> winning, um, but who whoever wins this series is getting 
I'm steamrolled by the next. Well, yeah. And so. I also think that the Bruins are going to roll the Sens just because the Sens are trash. Yeah, I think the Bruins are win this year. I could yeah. see the Bruins. The Bruins aren't good either. Yeah, but no. nobody in that side of the bracket's that good. Like, yeah. I could see I could see the Bruins beating the beating the Canadians. And it would actually be a fun series because you have Julian against his that old team. Would be that fun. would be neat. Yeah. Oh, and that's going to happen. There it is. There's the Intense narrative. Hatred. And then the Bruins have a cakewalk to the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. Barf. Oh, that's uh, this playoff format is so bad. Oh, no, okay, well, now we get the West. But now we get to the fun series. Oh. I always like the West series better than the East. These West I, I don't like so them good. at all. I just, I like, I just like the teams the West. better. I, I love no. all four of the series out West. I, I can't wait to watch all of them. I don't give a fuck about any of them. I don't I like, really, that's where I am. I don't like the Ducks, one Flames, of, no, I like but the other series I'm excited about. Oiler I just love sharks. watching the Flames. Oiler Sharks I'm kind of excited about just because. I'm pretty pumped. I want to start with the Blackhawks Predators because those are my two... Those are the two teams I might be considering the most. These two as my bandwagon team. These two, I think that the Predators are sick of Chicago's bullshit, and I think that this is the year that they pull it out and they. they oh my god, that would make me so happy. They they win over the Blackhawks in six or seven. I think the Predators can win this. Year. I very much enjoy. I dynasties. think that they're just sick of the shit. I very much enjoy di- dynasties. I love to see greatness and like not to that see- one. Yeah, I, fuck, I, I'm all about the Blackhawks, Black but no. uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the Predators bad. win this one. I really do. Uh, I, uh, it's Lavi. It's PK Subban. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's time for somebody else in the Central like to it's step time. up and do something. I wouldn't mind seeing I Smashville think, get in there. They got good fans. They need to win a couple rounds. I think that this is. I the like year. the Predators here. I uh, I think the Blackhawks are going to win, but I like the Predators. All right. So the, the, the Predators actually are probably my favorite team. In this in this playoff run, the only reason why I hesitate to bandwagon hop them is because I just don't want to jinx them. Well, it's not even that. Like I just don't <laughs> think they're going to be around very long. Like okay. I think even if they win this series, they probably lose in round two. Yeah. Um. But they are my favorite team out of any of the teams. I love Peter Laviolette. I really like their forward core. They no longer have asshole Mike Ribeiro. <laughs> PK Subban's awesome. I love their defense. Like they, I would. They're the team I want. You see, win the West. I don't know if they can, but I really want them to, and I'll be rooting like crazy for them to be the. Best. I am, and yep. another thing I love about the Predators, I'm really entertained by uh, Roman Josie takes <laughs> because he's been underrated for so long. He's now overrated. That's fair. Like, I, I love seeing yeah, just the fair. the constant uh, like ping pong of his of, of people's opinion of him. All right. Uh, so yeah, I like the Predators. There's a really good chance I hop on the Predators bandwagon here. I, I could, respect but like Charlie, that. I don't I don't believe in them. That's the thing. I don't believe in them. I worry about the goaltending. I don't. That, yeah, that's, that's I don't want to root for Pekka Rin. I hate goalies. Okay. <laughs> I really do. Oh, Pekka. Okay. All right, uh, Wild Blues. This is another one. I like this the Blues. Is... I've always liked the Blues. But I have they're a Wild team, coming out of they're... the West in my bracket. You know, which is crazy. The Blues. Both of these teams are so weird. So I've the Blues jumped... are worse this year than they were last year. They traded Shattenkirk. They traded Shattenkirk. Um, I think Jake Allen got better down the stretch, but he was shaky the first half of the season. Um, the Wild are have just been shitting the bed all over the place. Uh, I think the Wild are better than the Blues, but Dubnik uh-huh. has been a disaster mm-hmm. over the last like month and a half. And their going forwards haven't that, been good either. Going into like March, Dubnik, you're thinking if a goalie's going to like challenge for the MVP race, it could be him. Like they leaned on him yeah. hard, and yep. he was their team for a little while. I mean, Tarasenko is always fun to cheer for. I have a Tarasenko T-shirt. I like the Blues a lot. 
My problem with the Blues is I've jumped on their bandwagon like three years in a row now, and they, and they continually let me down. Mm. So like, I, uh, I might that might just be a team I wash I, my hands of. I just I don't have enough faith in the Wild to. To get it together. I like I just, Minnesota I fans there, a lot. There's also the Boozer factor. So if you buy the whole he can't win a playoff series, <laughs> then you're going to be thinking the Blues win this. Vladimir Tarasenko is my favorite non-flyer in the league. I okay. I, I, I adore Vladimir Tarasenko. He's he looks so, at the, so much fun to watch play hockey. He looks at the puck and it jumps in the net. <laughs> like... <laughs> I've no uh, even like Ovechkin who just like overpowers the goalie sometimes like Tarasenko just like figures out where to put the puck and it just goes in. Yeah. He's unbelievable. He's amazing. He so is. I root for them to win just because I want to watch more Tarasenko. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it was like two or three years ago the the Blues had a series where like every single one of their players sucked in the first round except for Tarasenko. <laughs> he scored like fifty percent of their goals and they lost. And but it was just because he was the only guy yeah. who showed up to play. And like that was one of the moments. Where, like, He's playing like holy shit, this guy's like... incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd like to see the Blues win. I think the Wild win this series. They fired Hitchcock. I, I like that about them. I just think that if yeah. if the, if Minnesota gets anywhere near competent goaltending from Dubnik. They win the series easily. Okay. It's just if he continues to suck, they're screwed. I have I had a lot of uh, wild players on my fantasy hockey team, my championship winning fantasy hockey team, and I I just think that they're struggling. I just don't know if they have it in them. <laughs> After they carried you to a championship, <laughs> well, it's not and, you know, and Kucherov. Who, they might not have two in them. And Kucherov, and Kucherov. right? Yeah. Uh, I also I I picked up a handful of lightning at the end. Um, all right, so Ducks, ducks flames. flames. I think the Ducks win. Yeah, I, I don't see easy. the Flames really making any noise. I just love Not the Flames. Yet. This is the series I don't care about. I, I just Johnny Goudreau, love him. I just don't see them. This is not the year that they go deep. I think that this is this just isn't it. I just enjoy They're watching the yet. Flames so much. I just think the Ducks could overpower them. Yeah. Uh, they have kind of a complete team. You know, uh, I, I'm interested to see what the Ducks do. Uh, this. This is kind of one of those, uh, like, prove it in the playoffs teams. Uh, they won their division for, like, the fifth straight season, and, you know, they're watching everyone else in the Pacific win cups. Uh, I, I want to see what they do. I like the Ducks' defense a lot. I think what always prevents me from getting excited about the Ducks is that I don't like their stars. Yeah. I, I, I hate Corey Perry, and I'm, oh, I've never so been gross. a Getzlaff fan. Perry and Getzlaff oh, yeah. are, yeah. like, the two least likable, like... <laughs> they seriously. suck so much. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> like, of everyone who's got, like, two guys... Like, Crosby and Malkin are the only ones close in, like, unlikability. Yeah. Mm. No, I agree completely. Yeah, okay. I don't care much for that series. I just love the Blues, or I love the Flames, but the Ducks are probably going to yeah, win. I think the Ducks win this one. So, I, yeah. I, Johnny Goudreau, I love him, but sorry. Maybe next year. And Oilers Sharks. Pumped for this one. Pumped. I, I'm looking forward to watching it. I think it could be Ooh. a ton of fun to watch. Uh, I just don't. The Sharks were a great story last year. I love Burns. They got some injuries this year. I don't know how much they have. And the Oilers, I just can't root for because they friggin' tanked for like 10 years. And they got one oh, great I player can, and it I turned them around. Well, <laughs> so I, I also had Brent Burns on my fantasy team. Uh, which one day I will stop talking about, but that day is not today. <laughs> I have I have the Oilers going all the way to the final round. Bless. I, I have them going. I, th- I think I had. I can't look because NHL.com is trash. But it is trash. I think I have them up to the third round. The Oilers. Um, I think. I, I, Connor McDavid is he's magic he is I was actually gonna say that I was gonna <gasps> oh. say he's magic Yay. Um, he's just he's incredible and the rest of the team 
is following suit. I don't think they're incredible, but they're they're getting it together. And really, all you need is Connor McDavid. I don't know if they have the one horse on their blue line that you need to make a real run. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, if that kid can, you know, score a whole bunch of goals, it might sure. Not matter. But teams that are reliant on who's, that, I don't even know who the goalie is do anymore. It. Who's who's the goalie up they there? They have Talbot. Talbot. Yeah, yeah. should have started. Should have started. started. Cam Talbot. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The team that I'm my bandwagon team <gasps> are, are the Sharks. Nice. Because to me, I look at the Sharks as the Capitals without feeling weird about rooting for a team in my division okay. because that just makes me sick. Um, Is it because you really want to see Sean Thornton score four goals? You mean Joe? Oh, listen, <laughs> oh my God. Did I say Sean yes, Thornton? you did. Holy shit. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> Bye, okay. Are you retiring too? Yes. No, like seriously, I, I like the Sharks because I really would like to see Joe Thornton win a cup before he retires. Yeah. I really would like to see Patrick Marlowe get rewarded. Like they have so many guys that I feel like have gotten shit on constantly by yeah. the media. And last year they came close. But they just didn't have the horses to compete with a Penguins team who was just on friggin' fire. And I'd love for them to finally get rewarded with a cup. I don't. Like I, I don't love... feel that way about them at all. Like really? I don't I don't have any affection towards that I, team. I just I really like Thornton and Burns. I like, like, that's I, all like that I, I like Vlasic a lot. Um, yeah. I like uh, I like Couture a lot. Like I, I there there's, Oh, I don't. There are not many players in that team that I do not like. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about them. I just have this one friend who's been a Sharks fan forever and like I never want him to have that satisfaction. <laughs> Bill, Frankie listens team. every week. He's a big fan of the show. Oh, I uh, know Frank. Yeah, you know. Uh, Love but Frank. he's been a Sharks fan forever, so like I secretly like them but also root against them because I don't want Frankie to have happiness in his life. You Bill, know, pick a team. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at the, the Oilers blue line. It's not that bad. I mean, it's not great, it's but they've, they've got Andre Sikara. They've got. I, you just. Clef- I think you Clef- need Clef- the horse. I need you. You need the one guy that I don't think they have. I think the reason why I kind of root against the the Oilers, and like I know deep down mm. this is irrational because. I know that they actually do have some depth. Like Drysaddle is very good. Nugent mm-hmm. Hopkins is good. But like, it just it it screams a basketball team that only wins because they have LeBron James. Yeah. Like I just, well, I, I just, it I drives guess. me up the friggin' wall. Well, when every year it's like, oh well, obviously whatever team has LeBron James is getting to the finals, and it always fucking happens because it's basketball. And like, I don't want it to be like that with Connor McDavid. He's he's amazing. He's awesome. But like, it just build a better work that- build a better team around him, and then yeah. I'll root for them. It doesn't work that way in the NHL. Well, like, it yeah. shouldn't. I mean, they do have talent. It just took a long yeah, and time. And that's to what come I hate together. about them. I hate that they were able to be that bad for that long and got rewarded for it. Connor McDavid. That's why I can't root for them. I, uh, I, I have them. I have. I have the Rangers beating them in, in the winner, final series. Winner. Wait, you have the Rangers winning the cup. Oh, you missed me say that earlier. Yes. Yes. What? I know it's fun. Right? Okay. You, you, everybody, do your brackets. Right. So I'm bandwagoning for the Penguins, but only because I promised a very small child who's like a badass little goaltender who won his team. Children are of the terrible. Pelly Lindbergh Award, and I bet he won the most. His name is Tyler, and he won his most improved prize from his team, and he asked me when the Leafs were out if I would root for the Pens, and I said that I would, so I'm doing it. Okay. Well, hopefully they lose to the Blue Jackets. <laughs> uh, winner of Blackhawks Predators will be my bandwagon team. I However, I would... I won't even be able to I would, I, my, my two yeah. final... I, I either want Washington, San Jose, because that'll be hilarious, mm. or I want Blackhawks... Or I want Blackhawks, Penguins, because it's the two It's the two teams of this Can generation. Can we just admit that the Blackhawks are worse than the Penguins? Oh, 
No. Well, no. The Blackhawks destroyed all of our hopes and dreams. No. The, pen- Layton- the Penguins are actual cancer. Michael no. Layton destroyed all of our hopes and dreams. It has nothing to do with the Blackhawks. No. Michael Layton's no, fault, he, no. not the Blackhawks. So I'm, I'm going to say Jeff that my, my prediction to start the year for the Cup was... Caps Predators, and I'm holding to that. All right, Ooh. all right. Look at this guy. I have I have Oilers Rangers. Uh, I have right. Wild Penguins. I believe as the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with what I want to see more, most, and it's it's uh it's it's Sharks Caps. Uh, right. I would love that because someone has to win. Somebody has to finally get a cup. <laughs> that is all the time we have for you on Broad Street Hockey Radio this week. Uh, it was a fun episode. We're going to keep doing stuff uh, through the playoffs, and we're going to talk all sorts of hockey things uh, and draft and, stuff when that comes up. I know everyone's looking forward to our draft takes because I, I've been reading the hockey news. I'm up on all these <laughs> prospects. We, we've got a we've got a couple fun trial things planned for the season. Oh, so trial stuff. Trial stuff. So stay I tuned love. to our social media. Did and you ever do clinical also. trials in college? No. You get like five bucks and they zap you with something? No. Yeah. Listen, that's why you're so screwed up. <laughs> that explains a lot. Uh, thank you to Wildfire. Thank you to Taylor behind the glass. Have a great week, Philly. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah! I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.